What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sammy Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. Welcome, my jaguars, my curious jaguar, <laughs> jaguar, the jaguar, jaguar, jaguar. What's up, brother? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's up. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I'm being, I'm grateful though. There's some, there's ups and downs, but like, they, they complement each other. Well, that's it, and man. It's, it's nice to feel that sometimes. When we spoke about it, is that all moments need to be embraced: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. But dude, I'm telling you, man. There's this. There's this line I heard on a fucking indigenous rap radio channel. I don't remember what it's called, but there was some really good stuff on there. And this woman said, my life ain't pretty, but it's beautiful. And I can't stop hearing that in my head. I like that one. It was so good, man. It hit me right in the fucking chest. Hmm. Like, like some people can't even understand that. Like, how can it be both? But like, I... I've seen that a couple times already, and I go, and when I heard that, I just went, "Oh, sing it, sister!" Like it was, yeah. it was clean. Well, that, that's why it, when people ask me, "How was your ayahuasca experience?" or "How was that?" Because like, ayahuasca, what I came back from, it's like it was good, bad, and and ugly. Like it was all of it. It was, but it's beautiful. Like there's, it's just it. Everything is encompassed in 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 that in that category. You know, you can't have just perfect. It has to go down in the slumps also. It's so hard to like. It's it's words. You know. It's like maybe a cliche, like we say, like you, like you know, you, you don't hear it anymore. Hmm. But really, honestly, you need contrast. It sucks. Yeah. But like, you just need contrast. Like I, I had, I used to have this thought experiment, and it was like, what if someone had like all the luck, you know, like the best life in the world, and I thought I really thought it through, and I and I was like, oh, they'd be like a robot. They wouldn't be here. They wouldn't be conscious because they'd never had a lesson in their life. It's like they were born and they just f- fell into death. Yeah. Even though it was like 90 years of like a, a great life, everyone's having a life around them. Everyone's having ups and downs and, and being carried by this person because the luck is so good. They're, they're rich. It's like a Kevin Hart character or something. I just saw that special on Netflix. It's mm. really interesting. He's an interesting guy. Um, but yeah, like that kind of person would never grow. There would be nothing, yeah. Every word they said would make sense. Everything they did would make money. And what would be the point? You know? It's it's a hard thing to realize. <laughs> because we all have this fantasy of having everything perfect and everything. You know, and just like, if this just worked out or like... Like, you hear it all the time. People are just trying to map out this perfect life that they, they wish they could live. But you know, if you had that perfect life, quote unquote, it's what would be so perfect about it? There's no testing. There's no... What's the point in waking up? You know, what's the point in doing anything if everything's just done? You know, it's that's why uh, this whole thing is like the whole simulation theory talk is maybe we have achieved that state and we're just like, oh, we got to go back to shit. And we're just plugged into this to feel everything again, feel struggle again. Yeah, that's like, you know, if there was a fucking, you know, if there's this afterlifey kind of other dimensional consciousness thing that and it's and it, and we we take these trips on purpose, these lives. That life I'm describing, you 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 die and go, what the fuck was that? I didn't learn shit. <laughs> yeah, you're like fuck, put me back in. Yeah, you're like bro, that was a dud. You ever seen the Alan Watts talk about uh, like if if you can dream a life every night? Oh, like the God button, yes, like the the zonk yourself. Yeah, because he was saying like, uh, yeah, if every night you can just dream whatever you want, so you start with like this perfect life, just like you're the richest man, like you're in this kingdom. And then, so every night you're having this dream and you can extend it to 70 years in your dream world, but it's, it's like eight hours in real life. Yeah, yeah. So then eventually you're just going to get fucking bored doing that every day, every night for months. And yeah, then you're going to be like, you know what? Let's, let's go on an adventure. Let's, let's save the princess from the dragon. And then it starts getting riskier and riskier. And then once that gets boring, you start you upping the ante, you know? And then eventually it's just like, 
fuck, okay, everything I've done is getting boring. That's probably like two years of dreaming. So then you're like, let's dream about not knowing if I'm in a dream. And then they're just extending that line until you completely don't know at all. Yeah. You know, and then you just like, you just like say, you know what, I'll do a lottery time. So I don't even know how long I'm, I'm going to feel this dream is going to be, you know. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so, it gives me like a panic. I, it's like a, it's really like a drug trip. But, yes. But it's the way he describes it is so amazing because it's incredible. like, eventually you'd be you. <laughs> you know, like just that way he has, a t- eventually you'd be you. You know, like the way he has the, that, that way of talking. <laughs> Wouldn't it, wouldn't it, you know, like with the, little, fucking, with the little chuckle, you know? Yeah, he has this like he's he's the cat in the hat, man. He's got a fun way of fucking being. But that talk, I I heard that back in like 2011, and I remember my mind was exploding. I'm like, holy fuck! I and, had thought of something similar already, but so it didn't explode my mm. mind. But like it did the first time. I yeah. was like, oh, you know, like if you have the God machine, eventually you press the question mark button. Yes, like that. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm just so safe. I'm so. Uh, immortal indestructible whatever the word is you're just like let's fucking like uh, the way i would say it is like god would brain himself eventually mm. and that's us yeah <laughs> it's just true go, <laughs> let's well, see what happens if i don't know what's going on well it's it's such a human maybe it's all but it's a it's um it's like such a natural thing that we'd want to do we wouldn't want to just fucking fuck everything up and just restart like yeah. anytime anyone does good in something they, there's that little like moment where you want to just like the whole thing to crash and rebuild you know like it could be like a voice in the background that we were spoke- talking That's about good, yeah. with audrey you know it's like we want chaos humans yeah. don't thrive in like this perfect setting we, we we thrive with with the balance of chaos as well yeah that's kind of scary to know that's <laughs> inside you it's You're fucked like, i can't get too bored or else I will unconsciously seek that <laughs> chaos. I'll yeah. start fucking my life up. It's Whether like, it's oh. like uh, just like abusing something or just yeah taking more risks, you know, it's oh, you man, can't have abusing. it too good. It's so I don't think we're we were designed to have it too good. Maybe that's the root of self sabotage. You know, just it just like, like <laughs> a little bit of weed every day, a little bit of something. You think it's simple, but it's you're 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 just mixing in a little chaos into your <laughs> coffee every morning. Fuck man, <laughs> that's a, that's a really good way of putting it. It's I'm just because I more and more I think Shit. about it, I'm like why are we craving this self sabotaging uh, moments in our life? Like what is, what's the purpose behind it? I think it's just part of our fucking growth. We know it gives us something. Yes, like me and you it, talk about it a lot in terms of environment and like changing your environment. But like that is the root of that. It's yeah. a little more detailed. It's like we actually need to feel lost. So that our brains get activated, yes, and then we need, then we start learning shit, and then we we f- we start being more useful or being more uh, able, or maybe even just being kinder because we understand everybody else is going through a yeah. piece of that cycle, and then we feel a little comfortable, and the ego comes back because we're accomplished, and then we go through it all over again, and it's the same thing that society's going through, like with the yugas, like we talked. That's about what I'm yesterday. thinking. The yugas, like micro level, it works for you as well as it works for the collective. You know, and truth is always fractal. It's annoying. That's the fucking crazy <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's it has to be fractal. You know, that's yeah. the only way it can be true. It's and that's why there's like old texts that there's like a fucking little metaphor or story, and it sometimes it gets cliched up now. But these sayings, these little tidbit words, like um, I don't know off the top of my head any of them, but they apply to all ages and all timelines. It's always true. Mm. And that's why I love to align with little quotes that are maybe three or four words and you're just like, fuck, yeah, that works in every situation. It's always truth. It's literally math. It's like a one plus one equals two and it's always going to be that. Yeah, and you take it for granted because it's like... Well, it's just always in front of you. Of course, there are two phones here. Of course, there are two (laughs) lamps here. Of course, there's, you know, like there's one glass, there's two glasses. Like, it's so evident. Yes. And you just pick up the glass. You don't think I'm subtracting. or so, like it, not, it doesn't matter in day-to-day life. But it's like when you hear this too shall pass, it's That's like one of them. the cleanest, best fucking truth. It's not a truism, you know? It's not, I mean, it is kind of, it is a cliche. It does f- slip right through. It goes in one ear and out the other. It's word people. math, though. It you know? really is. It's like, it is fucking truth. And it, it transcends through all the times in human history that that will always apply yeah it's crazy it's just if you're willing to accept or or ignore it but it's it is what it is it's that's where the acceptance or avoidance that's up to you but the truth is the truth you know you can't you can you can decide what you do with that but you can't you can't manipulate it you can't change it it is what it is on its own that's true but but does your acceptance always have to pass also like is that cycle just normal 
you know, are we just going to get lost again? Yeah. Do we get less lost because we admit we're going to get lost? Well, we attain wisdom, and then the wisdom is like a, a cheat sheet for the future tests. I, dude, that wisdom. You just, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. I just, I was watching, um, I love Star Trek, okay? And I was, I was resistant. There's this new show out called Star Trek Picard. And like all the old actors are like coming out of the fucking woodwork and it's like a really cool show and it's like, really, it's pretty well done. I actually, like I hate that I love it. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, this, this character, like these, this was like some crazy action. Like, you know, they were like space traveling, like starship military people doing crazy shit in the back in the day, you know? And then this guy goes to see his old friend because he's like, you know, he needs to fucking hide kind of thing. And she has a family now. And, he, and this guy's coming and bringing a lot of danger with him. And she already lost one son. And she's like, look, you know, you can stay here if you need our help. But like, also, please don't stay here. Mm. <laughs> you know, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't think of it that way. Like, I, I understand. I'm going to I'm not going to mix you guys up into this. And then she says, I'm not as brave as I used to be. And then he goes, that means you're wise. Mm. And and I was like, oh, Picard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're so it. that was just wise to say, you that's know, it. that's so poetic and so true. And it's like. The bravery was a stupidity a little bit, you know, or, or just not a stupidity, but like you had the freedom to, to be like, this is my life, you know, and she has a, she has a daughter now and she already lost a son and like, she needs to, this is not about her anymore. Yeah. And she's been calloused, you know, she, she has all these references it's, to, and it's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, the, it's, the bravery it's a humility led to thing. the wisdom. She just got lucky. She didn't yes. die along the it's way. It's a humility like, thing. Yeah. It's part of the cycle. We, that's where that cocky, you hear it all the time. And I was that, and you were probably that. And probably 90% of our listeners were that, that cocky teenager felt invincible doing crazy things. And then you, and now you have these points to look back and be like, wow, I was so crazy. The, the risks I took, the stupidities I've done, yeah. but that was necessary. All those were necessary for you to have attained the wisdom that you have today. We got the scars, right? Yeah, and, and then the in twenty years' thing. time from now, we're gonna be like, "Wow!" In our twenty, in our thirties, it was like, "What the fuck was that?" It was so risky. And then there's just the wisdom carries on and carries on. And then when you're seventy, I'm sure you're gonna have all these rev- revelations from when you were in your fifties and forties. I guess yeah. This the, there's some wheel that keeps turning, and then in <laughs> retrospect, you're like, "I wasn't risky enough." Yeah, you know, I wasted this time. A lot of a lot of older people are like, "These are the best years of your life." But that's and you're wisdom. Like, and fuck you. That's wisdom as well, <laughs> because that quote that we've been fucking freaking on since the Mark podcast about uh, youth is wasted on the youthful, like that is such a powerful quote, and it doesn't necessarily come from a positive realization, you know, but it's still wisdom nonetheless. Yeah. So wisdom doesn't have a label. It's wisdom is wisdom. You know, your regrets and everything that you wish you have done versus all the things you you've done and you were happy about that that encompasses wisdom and that that is wisdom you know yeah you know and they're all lessons and that's i guess the ancestral part of when you become a parent a grandparent that's the kind of wisdom you're going to pass to your children and grandchildren is that is like oh you my girlfriend actually told me something really beautiful and she told me her father once she was like um i don't know if she'll be mad that i'm sharing the story but whatever it's a it will resonate um so she was in school and she wasn't sure what she wanted to do she was like going down this path of psychology and everything, but she wasn't feeling fulfilled. And then uh, she was going through anxiety and stress about that because it was like this pressures from everything around her, but she didn't feel it. We've all been there. I've been there. You've been there. And I think uh, she just cracked. And then her dad said, let's go for a walk. So they went for like a walk around the park. And I might butcher the story, whatever. Sorry, Leah. But, <laughs> but then he asked her, he's like, is this what you want to do? Is this really what you want to do? And then she said like, no, no. And then he's like, so then do what you want to do. Like, there's nothing worse than doing something in the, the rest of your life that you never really wanted to do. And like, that is fucking wisdom. You know, that is pure wisdom transferred from a parent to a child. And that's the kind of learning we need. And that's the kind of learning we can transcend and give if mm. we accept the lessons that are given to us, you know. Or we can put up our walls and, and shy away from all these lessons. And then when you have a child, you're just passing on those walls, you know. And then, un- then the misery cycle continues through every generation until we figure it out. And they kind of look the same. You know, a parent is trying to instill w- their beliefs onto you. But if those beliefs are fear and regret, then you're, then you're putting these things into a kid like way too early. Yeah. It's like you need to find your own fears and your own regrets because they're going to be real. Mm. And they're going to they're gonna be tailored to your experiences. It's going to be real wisdom, like you said. And I like the way you put it because it's like wisdom is not good or bad. It is just experience. Yes. It's just you, you, you know better now. 
whether you and and like we talked about with Neil, like sometimes when it goes good, you don't even learn much. <laughs> There's nothing to learn. Yeah, you just go, okay, I guess I'm doing things right. Like yeah. maybe you need to self reflect a little more. But when you get bopped in the face, <laughs> you, you you're forced to think. Yes, beep beep. That's why martial arts is such a wisdom based uh, community because we're all constantly getting bu- uh, broken and rebuilt over and over again, getting your ass kicked day in day out. Mm-hmm. And even when you're the top dog at the gym, you can have a bad day, and then the guy. Some other fucking guy just kicks your ass and then you're just shut down again. And if you choose to accept the wisdom, you continue on. But if you resist, you can't last in that gym. So it's why you see it all the time, these parallels between like the martial art world and then like the meditative accepting world of understanding the bigger picture. It's yeah. like the philosophy and the art coincide beautifully together, you know? And it's, I don't know if it's like attracting a kind of person or creates a kind of person, or maybe it's both. But like it's definitely both. It's both. Yeah, because yeah. you're. I mean, like your ears are fucking like solid, like this table, bro. <laughs> like you, ha- you stop caring about like your your body. You're like, yeah. I want to go through that. I want to learn this skill. And those kinds of people, they get tattoos. You mm. know, like I, I when I when I think about getting a tattoo, I love tattoos. I love the idea of tattoos. They're beautiful. I even kind of have like mental tattoos. Mm. I have like things I put on my body, <laughs> nice. like in in my Remind, mind, sort yeah. of to remember certain things, but uh, no one else can see them. Because I think as soon as I get something, I'm an up and down kind of human. I always have been, like just unsure, you know, um, unwilling to commit or something like that, usually. And, oh, Lily's so cute. She's just resting there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you don't get to see her, but she's, uh, my dog is our third I'll, guest today. I'll try, I'll take a picture or something. But <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there's a, I just feel like I would get something on my body. And then like a, a few days later, I'd be like, why did I do that? You know? Mm. And then maybe I would just forget about it. And then I would be like, there'd be, there'd be some weird ego game going on. And then I would like maybe get another one and be like, this is the one that'll make me feel better. Like, I don't know. Like I have, I have so much, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. And for, I feel like for someone who's going to go through that constant destruction and rebuilding, you care you're less. Like, yeah. You're like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like my fingers like a couple of my fingers are permanently ruined like do you see the pinky here yeah yeah you and showed then, me you can't then, you like can't yeah, flatten them there's always going to be a little arch for those who are not watching it's just my pinky has like a giant curve and that's just from pushing against someone's leg and then the knee going over my finger and bending it backwards <laughs> and I have the same thing on my middle finger and you know what like that was just part of it you know maybe some people would have that injury would happen they said I'm not doing the sport anymore it's not for me but in in uh, retrospect, I'm not. I haven't been training in in a while now, so it's not related to that. But it's just something I want to get back into. Yeah. Sorry for the we're, silence. We're gonna put that on uh, Facebook. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I gotta get that gram, bro. A little photo of Lily. Gotta get it for the gram. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's with the wisdom. I think that's a big part of it. Is the the humility that comes with it, and that's why in martial arts there's such an alignment between the two. It's 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 beautiful, and I think. For those who, who are those who are lacking with that kind of experience in their life of just getting uh, ego smashed, martial arts is an excellent way to do it, you know, because it's just going to remind you, hey, you're human, and like everything could be going well in your life, and then if you put a martial art background in it, or some practice, it's going to teach you the whole fuck. I got to restart these steps. I have to learn something new. Yeah, a lot about that too is just learning a new craft. You know, I think. That archetype of the the bitter old man in the neighborhood is just su- is just a story of someone who stopped learning. You know, sure. that's what it really comes down to. And then that fear we all have—I don't want to be a bitter old person—is just is the fear is what when you unpack that story, it's really just about someone who's stuck in their ways. Yeah, feels like they can't learn anymore. Yeah, or know? convince themselves they can't learn anymore. Yeah, like you you got older, like I don't know, you got a bum knee or something, and you're like, I can't do that thing I love anymore. It's like, well, you know find something else yeah and it's explore. not easy but it's necessary explore yeah the I worst do. thing you can do is just go into your little bubble and that's it i'm stuck in my ways i heard something on a tv show once i think it was fringe I fucking love that show but um the guy said p- bitter people are are actually hopeless romantics like cynics you know like hmm. so that old guy romanticized something it's actually beautiful you know he was he was you know, like the bum knee thing. It's like this guy used to love, I don't know, bicycling, something yeah. that were like your martial arts. You know, needed yeah. needed that knee to fucking work properly, and then that went away, and now he's literally bitter. He's like fucking life. Life has chewed me up and spit spit me back out, <laughs> and it's not fair, and blah blah blah. And it's like, mm. 
okay, man, maybe that's true, but like, so what? So fucking what? And I, and I'm not one to talk. You know, I'm not giving advice here. <laughs> like, this is way easier said than done. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I can imagine it gets harder and harder as you get older and older. Yeah, your body's changing, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I'm I'm only thirty something. Like, I had some hairs growing out of my fucking ear, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? I have like whiskers. Like, I just pulled them out. I was like, oh, that's not happening. <laughs> it was so strange. And I, imagine as you get older and like your your muscles change and your mind changes mm. and your eyes you can start slowing down. Yeah, man. It's yeah. fuck. Yeah, and th- but that's part of it. You know, that's going to be part of the acceptance practice. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 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 not ending anytime soon. But that's why I I was so amazed when I go to ceremony the past few times like we j- I just came back from one is the there is a few people there that are in their 70s and mm-hmm. there's one specifically he's there as a as a as a guide now. I'm not going to just say his name on the podcast, but he's like in his, he's like 76 years old. And it is such an inspiration to see because the, even in his later years in life, he still reconnects with self, still puts in the work, still tears down the walls and rebuilds new walls mm. and just constantly building himself. In his late years, man, it, it was such an inspiration to see, you know? And it's, it's like never not necessary. In he's some deep in like way. a meditational meditation stance, the whole ceremony, just sitting, legs crossed, postured up. Nice. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. You know, like that's where I want to head. This is, this is incredible to see to steal your your phrase high chi bro high chi man <laughs> well, it's the first time we use that on the podcast <laughs> no that can't be true yeah for sure you've said it high chi well maybe i don't think so though let us know guys well, <laughs> have you ever heard him say that because he fucking <laughs> says that shit all the time and i love it like chi. i don't believe you haven't said that that's crazy do you know the story of high chi uh, you told me once Oh, may as well man. break it up. Like, okay, so you keep, you, you keep bringing it up kind of like mm. by accident, but like you recently had an ayahuasca ceremony and yes. like we want to get into it. But like, please tell me the high yeah. chi story and then we'll get into <laughs> it. Well, honestly, this whole conversation, I guess this is just the intro in the middle of the podcast, but this whole t- conversation is my realizations already about wisdom and everything. So it's, well, we can organize it a little bit more as we go on from the high chi story, but it's pretty much everything we're talking about right now is revelations that I have grasped from that weekend. I'm glad. Yeah. We just got into it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but the high chi story is kind of beautiful. It was 2010. Uh, I'm going to mess this Rubik's Cube up while you talk. <laughs> 2009, I believe. Um, I was just starting to get into con- like the studying, uh, studying what consciousness is and spirituality and martial arts. I was never really into it before 2009. So, me and my buddy Simon, we've had this book called The Shaolin Workout. Okay. <laughs> and it was like, this guy from New York, like a monk, he came to New York and started teaching the Shaolin ways to like all these celebrities and just like anyone who wanted to learn, he would teach you the stretching techniques and this movement techniques and meditation. So every he had this whole course every day, you do one exercise and then you keep adding it on for the whole month. And then apparently by the end of that month, you'll be able to be like holding your cell phone with your foot next to your ear, like something like that. <laughs> that was like a direct <laughs> quote from the book. <laughs> After a month, is it all you do for the month? It actually gets very intense though, because as you're building it up, it's like you're adding that. So you do exercise one day one, exercise two, you do exercise one and two. two. And then by day 30, you're doing like an insane amount of, it's like an hour long routine, but it's like very. It's still really manageable. Yeah. No, it's nothing crazy. And it's really beautiful because it's like stretching plus, he does a lot of pulsing. And I know there's there's mixed uh, ideas of that when you're in like a stretch and you kind of bounce in it. Oh, I get, yeah. yeah so there like are you, mixed ideas about that. Yeah, so there is, there's definitely mixed reviews on if that's good for you or not. But I, I, well, I don't know. My two senses feel your body. Yeah. Like just the yoga mentality. Of exactly. Like sometimes the hamstrings need a little bounce. Yeah, you like, just got to go with the feeling, exactly what you said. Yeah. If you, you feel like it's sharp, okay, you're obviously going too far. Yeah, once you're in a deep stretch, like when you're warming it up, a bounce feels good for me personally. But honestly, I've never even got into like a deeper flexibility, so I don't even want to talk. But yeah. anyway, so this fucking crazy book about a... Yeah, so, <laughs> but it was incredible. Some of the techniques were just like, turn your head as fast as you can and focus on one point specifically without hesitation. <gasps> And then, so you go left and then right, left and then right. And you keep registering what you looked at and you go to the next one. So your, your mind, body connection, eye coordination, it was really a deep book. Yeah, that's intense. If anyone wants to find this book, The Shaolin Workout, it's by Sifu something. It was just a really, really good book. And there was always like little paragraphs at the end of each day. And it was, 
he was like a like a Goenka kind of slipping in these mindfulness practices as well as the stretching. He's like, go in the mirror, look at yourself. There's chi flowing through you. Hai chi, be hai chi. You are a beautiful <laughs> human being. You are so beautiful. You are hai chi. And he kept saying that every every page was like, oh, you're so hai chi. You're such hai chi. Keep saying to yourself, I'm hai chi. <laughs> And then from that, now it's stuck. <laughs> and I say hi chi for almost everything. And all my friends say hi chi. <laughs> I had no idea. That's, that's where it came from. Oh, that's so funny. Literally, the hi chi, it's so ingrained in my philosophy now. It's just like, I see something in my mind. I'm like, oh, that's hi chi. <laughs> that is hi chi. The chi yeah. is high there. Yeah, just be hi chi. Don't I'm be low chi. I'm not sure what chi is, you know? Like, I, I, there's prana and chi and all these ideas. Of, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the, a third one. The way I call chi is just energy be high energy or be low energy, you know? And that's a nice twist because you're not saying positive energy or negative. You're just saying that it's a higher energy and the other one's a lower energy. In a scientific way, you, you, it's like a measurable potential or something. I'm, I'm sure, I'm not even, I'm butchering it. But like, it, it, it's, we kind of co-opted a word that actually means something. But it's like, when you say like, he has a lot of energy, you know? Like, that's, there's a metaphysical thing, a kind of philosophical thing that is very real. And we talked about it as well with Audrey. Like, there's, there's a melting of 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 thought and and matter, you know, and, mm. and it means a lot to to be engaged with like wh- how is my energy flowing, yeah. you know, am I stuck somewhere? That's why the the chakras have been so enlightening for me, and and it's the same thing. There's a flow. Mm. It's not something coming from or to. It's going through. It's like I am a channel. I'm a thing um, that carries things, yeah. and that expression can be blocked, can be distorted, can be really liberated, really opened up. And whatever's going through it, you know, what do you call that? Like energy. It's a good thing you said blocked because it reminds me of that thing I told you about a while ago where it was after a DMT trip where I realized that uh, fear and sadness is suppressed joy. Remember I told you that? Yeah. It's like, it's like there's joy within us all. Like the child, the baby is already smiling and laughing and whatever. But it's just suppression of the joy, blockages that are creating the sadness and misery. But we are joy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a nice way to put it because then you can realize that you don't need to attain joy. You just need to remove what's blocking it. That's my big takeaway is like you, when you, just, just putting those words in the same sentence, my brain goes like, I'm happy when I think I'm sad. Like, what? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Like, it, it's, it kind of clicks something, but at the same time, it, I, I mean, you experienced it and you tried to put it in the words for me. <clears throat> oh, Jesus, excuse me. Well, yeah, because... I, I tried, I'm just saying, like, I tried to explain it to somebody else because something clicked when you said it, but, like, this person was, like, a yoga teacher helping people through trauma, like, specific, having specific types of yoga classes. And she's like, no. <laughs> well, think about it. The trauma is added onto what you already are. Okay, so you were in a state, trauma hit. Now you're in this misery state. When you were, when you work through that trauma, the the joy is coming back. It's flourishing and it's a light that shines again. You know. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because then you can get down these these crazy spirals where you can throw in huge traumas and be like, what about this? What about this? You know. At the end of the day, we all want to be happy. We all have happiness inside. It just can be blocked up by misery, by all sorts of events in your life that are holding that joy into some small little box in the body. But that box is always going to be there. Yeah. You know, it, it can get covered up deeply. And then you can get twisted in the, the illusion that it was never there. I guess it's like true, but maybe feels like you're skipping steps for a lot of people because uncovering it takes like a practice. It takes time. It takes permission. It takes uh, like a lot of love, a lot of self-love. If you don't have that, then you need, you kind of need somebody to kind of give you that love temporarily so that you can remember what it feels like. Like there's, there's so much, maybe it's unreal in some way and self-imposed in some way, but like, does that really change the fact that you have to work through it? You know, no. And a lot of it could just be like, a lot of it is a memory inside the body that becomes conscious. You know, it's not a direct like, oh, I lost my job. My girlfriend broke up with me. My fucking, my, I broke my leg. Hmm. You know, like sometimes it's direct and you have a reason to feel intense pain. And other times it's like, I've just felt intense pain for the, I felt like a dull pain for the last <laughs> five years. And, I, and 
I don't even know why anymore. And <laughs> I just need like some pills and a person to speak to to get me out of this funk, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But what what is what does it matter how long it takes? It's always worth it. Sure, it doesn't matter. It's you know? like the the fight, man. It's the fight. Yes, and, and it's it, it's it can be fun. Like, what's that guy? Who's Sisyphus? That fucking Con- asshole putting the, pushing the rock up the hill for the rest Confucius? of Confucius? No, no, no. This is like a mythological. Oh, it's a story. Okay. Yeah. But the the idea is that this guy was was condemned to push like a boulder up a hill for mm. eternity. And there's a philosopher that claimed that like if it's eternity, then he'll he's gonna love it eventually. I th- I don't know if that's his exact argument. Maybe mm. it becomes a, maybe it's a choice, and you could just be miserable for all eternity. But like. It's eternity. You're gonna do both over <laughs> well, you're and gonna, over. Yeah, maybe. yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a balance in, in the long perspective. Yeah, you maybe know, you're, you're gonna maybe have, you're right. It's gonna be fifty yeah. fifty. It's a coin yeah. spinning through the air forever. I, that's, whoa. <laughs> it, well, it is because that's it never ends. Yeah, it's really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! But I guess tying into ceremony, the one I went to, it was. It was, There's not many words I can use anymore, and I I'm slowly. Um. slowly stopping explaining what what I go through in these ceremonies because it's really personal but it's also the deep revelations are just there's no words for them so it's almost like I'm doing it a disservice and I've said this before but I really start feeling like the more I experience these moments in the ceremony it's really a disservice to just to explain what it was I guess I can respect that like I've like there I mean I've seen it in myself firsthand and um, there's a there's a there's a let's say a, a benefit sometimes and an enjoyment and a, and a need even to come back with something mm. that you can give to someone else almost to spare them the suffering, you know, but then but then like everything we talked about with wisdom, you know, like you're not giving them anything real and you're actually kind of damaging what you've experienced by trying to fit it into language that's it when the truth is like you have undone some trauma yes you have healed yourself and you can't talk you can't explain how the heal happened it's just time or a ceremony or a a plant medicine all of the above or all or definitely all of the above helps i can't wait to go back man those people are fucking gods yeah fucking angels and it was really interesting because this ceremony was all men. <laughs> really? Yeah, just by chance. <laughs> That's intense. So there was the two female facilitators, <laughs> but it, the rest were men. And this was different for me because I've been working with ayahuasca. I've been reconnecting with the feminine energy and I've been loving that energy and, and manifesting in my life. And it made me a more well-rounded person because now I have the two sides are really manifested and harvested and cultivated Whereas before I came, I came from more of like a masculine energy, just which is not a bad thing, but it's just it was missing half the story. It, they both can be intense. Yes, right? they both have extremes and and unbalances. Is, you got to find the perfect way to mesh them together. Yeah. So this was the first ceremony where I had all men, and it was like it was this warrior brotherhood spirit that I that I really deeply connected with, and I. It took us, it was like the first night we do two ceremonies. The first night you can feel the walls that we all have. And it was mm-hmm. just like we were supporting each other, but we were still in our in our uh, grounded face. And like, yeah, we got this. I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> in simple terms, yeah. You know, but then the breath work, we started opening up. Then day two ceremony, we really cracked open, especially when I shared my song. Like, I think, so that was another thing. I, I've been, this is where we spoke about an Audrey podcast, so they've already heard it, but where I came to the realization, this is one thing I can bring back from ceremonies that I heard it in the Rogan podcast about ideas actually being conscious, but I actually experienced it th- over that weekend, seeing that ideas come from a realm of their own consciousness and they choose a host or you choose them or there's a, this relationship where you both chose each other. And if you allow it to and you harvest it and manifest it, the idea will live through you as a vessel. So it will use you as a vessel to come into existence, into a manifestation. And we've used the examples. A table was an idea at one point. Never existed. This is, serves a, a great purpose, but never existed. And it shows someone, someone who tapped into that idea of making whatever uh, their life a little easier, they manifested a table into reality. And then you can use it for every example where you hear like a singer who talks about a song they created where they felt like it was written 
already written and they just tuned in and just produced it. Yeah. It's like, a, and there's like a state of humility there, but it's also deep honesty. It's like, this isn't my song. This came to me. I don't know how it came to me. I, lo- I love how you said that. It's not humility. I mean, like it, maybe it is humility because you could be like, I did this because like my hand wrote the thing. Yeah. But you know you didn't. Yes. In some weird way, you're like, it's like what I think about it often with Paul Selig and, and his channeling. Like if that's really happening, he had to be able to do that. You know, it's not a coincidence that this guy was a playwright. It was teaching how to write scripts in a in like a at a university level or, or something like that. Like this guy's a master of mm. words, a master of characters, a master of play, a master of 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 letting things come in yes. through words specifically. Essentially he became a master of listening. And now he can hear some fucking ether <laughs> nonsense that I don't even understand. And that's it. He's just aligned to that consciousness of that that idea. He's tuned like a fucking tuning yeah. fork, you know? Like, it's it's really not a coincidence, but it, it it's... At the same time, he's like, I know my name's on the book, <laughs> but, like, I'm not writing this. Like, well, you guys have to understand. I don't... Or at least that's how he feels, you know? Like, yeah. like, like we were saying. There and, you go. And it's intense because... I mean, like, the, I, when you talk about this... When, when Rogan talks about it, the word muse comes to mind. I wonder if, if, does that resonate? You know, like throughout history, people are feeling like something comes and inhabits them. You know, Stephen King talks about it a lot. Like yeah. he just sits down and writes and he doesn't fucking stop. And he's like, sometimes it's shit and sometimes it's good, but like eventually it has to be good. And then it's, it's like something's, it's like something's stuck on you yes. and good comes out and comes out and comes out and there's a flow. Uh, I think Picasso even said, inspiration exists but it must find you working there you go and it's like oh like that is our job for it to manifest we have to put in the water and give it the oxygen and give it the breath and the life but if we align ourselves our physical selves in that direction it's going to trans- transfer right through you it's like we want the fruit but we got to take care of the plant yes and you got to water it like the bamboo example it yeah. takes five years till it grows and that's what i realized over the weekend i think because the me performing that song was in the back of my mind. So I think I was understanding what is this song? What is this relationship I have with this song? Mm. Because six months prior to this, six months before this ceremony, I would just start a guitar. Literally just started guitar in the end of July and the beginning of August. And it was after a ceremony. I'm just like, I need to start playing guitar. And then a few months after that, I start writing lyrics and these lyrics came right after Vipassana. It was like so pure and easy. I wrote them within a couple of days and then started singing it and finding the right chords. Fast forward to right uh, this past weekend, I perform it in ceremony. Mm. It's like, and then I was observing this song. I'm like, what is this thing? Like I wrote it, but it's being, it's like, it's living through me and it's coming out through me. And that's where that whole thought process came from. And it was like six months ago, it was an idea. It wasn't even an idea. Six months ago, I was just learning the physical um, dexterity of the guitar, just learning the chords, the A, B, C, whatever. And then, okay, I got some chords. I can create a rhythm. Uh, then some lyrics started coming to me. Okay, let's write these down. And then I started mashing the, the lyrics plus the chords and then forming an actual song with, with the intro and the outro and then the, the progression and then the chorus. And then, boom, here we are in the ceremony. It's transferring through me to everyone, and it's a shared experience. And it fucking some of us were crying when I was singing. Um, the Allison was crying. Uh, there was another guy. It was, he was first experience ever. He started bawling. You know, and I was about to cry while I was singing. I was just like in this state of trance. And it was, it, it had nothing to do with me. It was the song did its own thing, you know, and it came out and expressed for all of us. It was necessary for all of us in that moment, you know. And it was just a, it was a mind fuck. And it only happened because I allowed it to, you know. I, I put my ear to that, that membrane and let it come in and come out. And I'm not saying it's a great song or whatever it is. It has nothing I mean, to do with it. It's pretty powerful though. But that's it, it's because it's just true emotion, you know? And I, a lot of, after I performed the song, I went through, like, it was just so vulnerable, so open. And I was like, when I put the, gave the guitar back, I just started, like, this voice that, like, Audrey was talking about, the Francine came in mm-hmm. and said, oh, you fucked up note, this note, you fucked up that note, you should have... And I went into this insane, yeah, Sammy. Boy. I opened a can of worms I didn't even know I had. And it was just me smashing myself down so hard and I was getting nauseous and like real anxiety was coming in. I'm like, I fucking suck. Matthew was probably regretting ever giving me the, the, the guitar. You know? <laughs> oh, no. And I was going into like this horrible straight, uh, this horrible um, state of existence for that moment. And then I just 
started feeling these things coming up, you know, and I'm like, oh, I got to go purge. <laughs> 20 minutes after performing, I'm just vomiting in a bucket for for two hours straight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, hardcore, like, Wah! and it was acidic. It was like just negative acidic energy coming up. Whoa. For two hours, just nonstop purging. And that was like uh, later on in the night when it's almost over, you know, and just it kept coming out and I was smiling. I'm like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Hate is bile. Yeah, You've I, heard it here first. It was cleansing. Blah. It was definitely oh, cleansing. Dude, it, it, it's this this like this like conjuring or kind of coaxing, like this building a fire with patience, you know? Like it makes me think, like a lot of people say the phrase pressure makes diamonds. And I don't really, that doesn't really resonate with me because I like, again, I know I, I, know I relate to TV shows often, but like I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine and there's like a new season out and there's this scene where this woman is like getting yelled at by her mom because she's like really fucking up. You know, she's like, she has people hostage and she has guns and cocaine and she used to be a cop. And it's like a really strange mm. scenario. And then one of the hostages is, is like, is like, yo, like girl's mom, like, can you shut the <laughs> fuck up? You know, like all I've ever wanted from my, like, she's like, you sound just like my family. Like all I ever wanted was for them to be like, yes, you made a mistake. We still love you. And I'm, and we're going to help you like through this, Yeah, you know? And I feel like a lot of people just don't get that. A lot of people don't need it, oddly enough. You know, so I, I can't, I'm not going to blame my parents. Like my brother never needed that. He mm. needed to be pushed. I just, he needed to be like, fuck you a little bit. And then he's like, oh, fuck you. Like, fuck me. Fuck you. Yeah. That's his character. So then they, they had him first. Then they had me and I'm fucking like, you know, hold my hand kind of human being. <laughs> Show me I can do it. And then I'll feel like I can do it. So again, you know, I, I, I try to have that mentality, but pressure makes diamonds, but a lot, like millions of years also, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like yeah. there's, there's this inspiration and there's this capacity, but you put in reps, you put in like, like you, you, that's the credit, you know, the, the inspiration, the, 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 the execution is you, the execution was your reps, was you putting in the time, was you ignoring the, the, the negativity and, and, and facing, you know, eating the shit after because mm. it's like never good enough for you kind of thing, you mm. know, like. And I, we didn't really get into it with, with Audrey, but I'm sure everyone feels that way, like imposter syndrome, especially it's, it's even worse after. Yes. During, you're like, oh, I don't know. And then like, you're still doing the task and you're yeah. still, you know, it's yeah. usually after. Yeah, for sure. Like it's, it's done. You're looking at what's done <laughs> and you're like, like I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and it's stopped me from doing so much. You know, a perfectionist sounds like someone who's like anal retentive and just making everything better. Isn't it but, funny but though? being annoying. Yeah, but in the end, you're just frozen with like guilt and you haven't even started yet because you're like, it's going to suck. That's the funniest <laughs> thing is that we all, I think so much of us, so many of us are perfectionists in that sense. But if you think about it, it's like, oh, I can't, I, I need to master this craft before I can admit it and, and transcend it and manifest it. Yeah. But in doing so, you're actually never actually doing it. It's just, it's fine tuning, but never, never taking that leap. I remember when I was doing the yoga teacher training. I never learned so much. None of no, it didn't culminate as well as when I was actually teaching, and yes. they did it during the course. Obviously, obviously, they gave us like these kind of test runs, and I learned so much in those moments. Mm, that's where and, you're going to learn everything. Yeah, really. Like it all yeah. snaps together, and I realize what I'm missing and what I'm naturally good at. And but but at the, but also, and this was huge. My the teacher walked up to me and went like, "Are you going to teach after this?" You know, because some people are just there to enhance their practice or, mm. or something, you know, and I'm like, I'm, yeah, I kind of plan to. And she goes, you really should. Wow. You really have like a like a compassion, you know, like you you should do this. And I was like, holy shit. Like I just. <laughs> yeah, nice. Like I, I like I don't know, like in the moment I was just like it was like an ego boost. And I was like, thanks. Like sh like she's fucking lying. Like, I don't <laughs> know, like whatever in my head. But now it makes me like swell. Like I almost feel like crying. It's like to be recognized is really powerful mm. but also to sink or swim is is necessary and there were times afterwards that i taught and even though i i wasn't any better or worse so you know i still had a lot to learn but i was still capable of teaching there was a fear and you just have to get over that yeah that's another lesson that's another just have to go through it moment you can't learn that shit in a class yeah. Even if it's word for word, like you will be afraid. It will be okay. It. Do it anyway. Like, nope. No. <laughs> you still got to jump into the cold waters kind of thing. And that's one thing is when I sang my song, I'm like, in my mind, afterwards, I'm like, and I was telling everyone in the sharing circle the next day, I'm like, that song, I would do that daily, no problem, in my intimate setting alone. 
after a rap bass session or just chilling with Lily, just playing the guitar and singing. And then in front of everyone, all of a sudden, it was just this this deeply emotional moment that was like completely normal in my own environment. But now that I'm under the pressure in front of the spotlight and everyone's watching, it's like this, it's its own thing. I had I would have never experienced that if had they not been there. It would have just been me and my me alone in my in my space playing it again. Yeah. You yeah, know, and yeah. there's a there's like a deep wisdom to that. And there's a level that you achieve and it progresses you by going into that uncomfortable state, being vulnerable for the for the world, quote unquote, to to see. You know, I like how, like the for the world to see like it really isn't the world. <laughs> Even this, you know, like a, yeah. a bunch of people are are watching and we're grateful, but like it's not, you know, like I don't know, I could like fucking sneeze and hit my head and my pants fall down or like it's it's not the end of the world. You it's know, not. it's not it's not for the world to it's see. It's just your mind makes it this Dude. romantic, terrifying experience. There's a wisdom there that I did like I learned that through guitar. Literally, I I've told people a bunch of times. There's two skills. You're going to learn to play guitar, and then you're going to learn to play guitar in front of people. It is two skills, man. And But that is a huge... Like, you just touched on it, and like it, it really is like a thing about who we are as, as humans and how it's important to, like, like to, to feel uh, validated through our performance because of so much practice that we've put in, and then whatever emotions ensue after that about mm. letting go of that validation and continuing the practice or letting it fuel the practice it's, it's a whole fucking web i don't even want to get into it because i'm i don't know yeah but it's it's there i mean i i, I remember there's this there's that song that i that i learned on the guitar recently and i had really practiced it a lot and i was kind of nailing it from my perspective and mm. i'm hard on myself and then i was like nervous but i played it for mark when i went to his place like after the yeah. the podcast and I was like, I was fucking up by my standards. But then yeah. he, he's like, dude, that was so good. You know, he's like, dude, you're really clean. Nice. If we put you on on a mic and we like did some fucking stuff, like that would be professional. Like that oh. would be, that would be a, that would sound good. Like you have a good tone. And I'm like, ah. You know what it you is? You know, my, my professional musician yeah. friend is telling me I'm doing well. You know what it is though? It's that <clears throat> vulnerability. That is what is attractive in, in a song in a hit, in a performance, is the true vulnerability it's of hot. the performer. It's fucking sexy, man. Yes. It definitely is. And I realized all those little mistakes I made, because when I played my song, the capo was off, and it wasn't tightened. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know where the fucking planet was. I don't, I was barely <laughs> holding it together, and then they bring me the guitar, and I'm just lying back, and I just rise like a fucking zombie. I'm yeah, like, oh, let's just, play. I know what to do here. And I just like, I sit with the guitar, I start playing, I'm like, oh shit, I need a, oh, capos, there's capos a thing. <laughs> So I'm like, I push the capo to the fifth and then I, and then I just start playing. I'm like, oh, this sounds weird. Oh, you got to tighten the capo. And it was like, I was in such autopilot, Yeah, you know, but like, where was oh, it, yes. where was Human it going with this? Planet. Uh, oh yeah. So all the failures and all those little moments where I missed the note or uh, like I, I stumbled and then I, I paused and I continued. That is what everyone loves. It wasn't the, the perfect clean track. It was like all those little, those little kinks in the armor and the little mistakes and the, and then the, the pickups that's the whole story and that's the journey and that's what people fucking connect with and it's so easy to forget that yeah know? maybe it's some so people easy. they don't connect but they admire when someone pulls something off perfectly but they don't see the imperfection that that led to that performance you know and and you don't it's not a connection but it's those an admiration imperfections are only what you see like yeah you may miss a note but if the song goes on they they don't even remember the note that was missed that's true too but i i guess i thought you were getting towards like a like it's endearing you know like you it's it's like you made mistakes but you pressed forward the, but then, that as well yeah and then that's it's that like, was the journey oh, like this guy's doing something that maybe i can't do or that i would do differently and and he's not even like and he's fucking up he's nervous wow like you know like, there's this humanity here there's, there's yeah that's it man because that's what fucking happened i was starting it was so bad in the beginning i'm telling you something <laughs> but i loved it i was like i was hitting the wrong notes i was trying to figure out my fingers how to move them yeah, yeah. but then when i got it i got it and it just then it took over me and i was out of my head i was just like i was literally rocking and i yeah. i was observing myself i wasn't in myself i was watching as an audience member and i was just going and I was just singing and I was like, the song, the voice had like a shake to it, a shake that it could only have came from being nervous around the crowd. Yeah. But that shake complemented the lyrics because the lyrics just had that much more potency behind it, you know? That's, um, that's yeah. And it, look, man, I, it doesn't have to be a fucking hit you hear on the radio or anything. It was just you putting out yourself and showing the world, this is me, 
you know it doesn't have to be fucking good well i mean it has to be on tune and stuff like that like <laughs> there's a there's a level where people might just tune out but <laughs> it's still music yeah there's yeah. still like a it has to function it has to go by of. the technique right but if anything like it it maybe it even felt like better because it was a swoop like you it was fucked up at the beginning a little bit and then it's like oh my god this is actually really good you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like whoa and then when i was done i'm like i like we all laughed and i'm like thank you all that was a fucking journey we all got through it together yeah, it's like, <laughs> you told me about was for, I was so like we did it guys like we did it like this was all of us uh, i always feel like i'm insulting people when i'm like surprised that they did something good. Like I've, I had that reaction with Audrey because I told you like I, I, like she used to paint a long time ago and it was already pretty cool. Mm. Like like the shapes of, of people and animals and things. And Speaking and of just, uh, I, I went to her Instagram page and I was looking at her stuff and I was like, whoa. And I had that sense of surprise. I don't know why. It's almost insulting. You're like, I didn't think you were that good. <laughs> but like, I don't know why I didn't think you were that good, but like it's, yeah. she has some really incredible art, man. The the one you sent me, the, the, the couple kissing, like I looked at it, but then I really looked at it uh, yesterday Dude, and yeah. I was like holy shit and the series story is powerful yeah like it's a bunch of like the same image but like the the there's like bones and muscles and like a kind of aura yeah and then just like the full people I think there's one where they're maybe naked and one where there's clothes on it was just their transition that love transcend through all the stages of life that's that's what I'm getting at she was trying to illustrate could be off but that's what I felt looking at it I'm sure she would say get what you get out of it you that's know like it. she seems really like it's the it's the world's paintings now <laughs> like she but that's that's the it comes back to that consciousness where that idea is already out there and alive in its own to be interpreted on its own there's no authority telling you what this is is that what this is mm-hmm. and that is art you know that's like it can mean something completely different to someone else and you're we're both looking at the same fucking thing yeah but then you have stupidities like a banana taped against the wall <laughs> well, you know, if you're an artist in a kind of professional way and you have to bump up against the fact that there's nothing new under the sun every fucking day of your life, you know, it's it's like it's a it's a running joke in 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 the music world also, you know. They're the what is it? The Axis of Awesome. They have this famous like song. It's not a it's a it, they they take four chords that are very common in pop culture in pop in popular music in general. And then they they're like they're like play they're singing they keep changing the lyrics and you know all of these songs but they don't change the chords once mm. they change the tempo once yeah so that they can get a, a whole other list Ed of songs Sheeran did that on on an interview on tv just started playing like these four chords and he played like 50 songs everyone knew and they were all singing along and he kept switching it you know that's awesome yeah i love it it's, <laughs> it's like this thing works so well that in a in a plate in like a in a world of like you know, copywriting and, and, and like uh, trying to make money because you're making something unique, trying to be a unique artist, trying to make something, really put something out there. You know, like you can't make a new color. I can't make a new note. You know, maybe I can tune my guitar. I can drop yeah. D. I can, I can change the tuning entirely. And then some fucking kid who's trying to learn my song hates me. You know, like <laughs> we've all been there. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I need to learn the tabs. And then like, instead of like the EDBGF yeah, thing, it's like it's just like SF17. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And you're popping your strings and shit. <laughs> anyway, I'm a little bitter over that, about that apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's man, just it? your twist to it. That's what yeah. it comes down to. We are a twist on life yeah. as a human being. You're literally like just, this is a, even our names aren't even fucking new, man. Yeah, the Did sounds I? we make like nothing. We can't do anything new. We have to use what is already there. And there, wow. Did I tell? Did I tell this to you? Where I said, I think I told this to my girlfriend. I'm like, this is this world is a giant dinner, a potluck dinner, a giant soup, and we're all throwing in a little bit of our salt, pepper, and it's our own spice we're adding to this giant soup. You know, it's that. It's literally Sammy has something to add, and it could be a tiny micro little bit of salt. Or like a Joe Rogan is adding a fucking broth, you know? <laughs> but we're all adding to this mix. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a really weird analogy, you know? Like, uh, but like that, what did Hitler add? Like a fucking well, maybe put in some shit. Like, oh, we gotta mad, we gotta we gotta clean this fucking thing out. <laughs> maybe there's a lot of people that were just taking shit out of the soup. You maybe know? The, yeah, shoveling it out like it's a we, fun analogy yeah but that is but that is just it's just cultivation. We're all cultivating. We're all a part of the story. Even in the micro level, if you inspire one person your entire life, you change the world in some small ripple effect. Maybe that one inspired person inspired four people, but it came from a pyramid from you. You know, it's all 
cultivating together. And it's hard to really grasp that. And it's hard to realize that we have such an importance. I guess that's wisdom also is like over time, letting that sink in. Like, you, you know, we talk about cliches a lot and how, how they're lost on us. Like sometimes they hit. And a lot of time, I'm very self-reflective. It's like a pro and a con about being Sammy. But one time I remember my aunt said something that my mom had said a hundred times, but she said it and it clicked. And I was like, that is so wise. That mm. is so true. And I felt it in my chest. And I was like, how come I'd never listened to that before? And it's like, I don't know, my answer was like, I don't know, I blamed somebody else, you know, but I was like, maybe my, maybe my mom said it when I was too young to understand it. And then she just never stopped saying it. And I was just like, ah, you're just being mom, you know, <laughs> yeah. like whatever. But it was really, it was the same word for word, like this to the shall pass, like any other example. And yeah. it's like right in your face, but you got to shake the dust sometimes. Oh, there's a really good poem where a guy keeps saying shake the dust. I don't know if it's that, that's the name of the poem. I'm going to Google that after. Shake the dust? Yeah, he keeps saying, I don't I don't even remember it. I just remember liking it. Can you it. find it? I want to hear this. I'll try to find it. You want to find it now? Why not? You want to do let's, it? Let's share, the, do it. share this poem. I love that kind of stuff. This fucking amazing poem. I just feel like it wasn't called Shake the Dust. It's so annoying when artists do that. He <laughs> says Shake the Dust every 10 fucking seconds in that poem, but he's call, it's called like <laughs> Winter oh, yeah. something. And I'm like, how do I find you? <laughs> That's funny. Shake the dust. Poetry. That's a dust, the more I in tune with self and connect with self, the more I'm interested in these arts like poetry and visual arts even. I'm way more into it than I have ever been because I see the emotion attached to it and that was transferred through it. You know? It's like four minutes long. Oh yeah. You wanna do it? Fuck if it's a yeah, let's hear it. Um, get on your sexy po- podcast voice and uh Oh, you want me to read it? Oh, if it's a, it's an actual video. Oh man, I'd be fucking yeah. I was just gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, well if it's four minutes, then uh, we could put a link or something. I'd rather do. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I'm not yeah. gonna like force people to. That's true. Listen to I, her. usually poetry is not that long. That's why. No, this is like a nice. What's it, what? What was it called? Yeah. Oh, oh, microphone check. Um, I'm gonna get his name. I want to check that out after. Ooh, I'm going to butcher that. His name's Anis Mujgani. That's a very simple name, okay? <laughs> Anis Mujgani. A-N-I-S-M-O-J-G-A-N-I, just the way it sounds, guys. Maybe what's the name of the poem? Um, I just wrote Shake the Dust. I think Shake it's called dust. Shake the Dust. Beautiful. I was I was busting balls, but it's <laughs> maybe he just changed it. Yeah. He's like, everyone's Googling Shake the Dust. <laughs> but dude, it got like fucking, wow, it got like a lot of review, a lot of views and stuff. Like it's, it had like, man, it's like 10 years old. There's a poem. Fuck, time flies. There's a poem uh, during ceremony that the facilitator reads. It's about death, and fuck, man, it was so intense. I'm not going to try to butcher it, but we're going to get him on the podcast at some point. Maybe he can talk about it. But he said it came to him, and it was just about death and meeting death. And when you, when you meet death, how are you going to respond to him? Are you going to be happy with the stories that you the, the stories that you've done? Are you going to be sad that the illusions you fell for? Mm. And it was a really deep poem, man. And I, I always break into tears when I hear it because it just, well, you're already in a vulnerable state, but when you, when you really see it, you're like, fuck, man, you know? It's, a, it's hard, man. I think it's harder. It's always hard because it's a change. It's like the change. It's the loss. You know, it's literally death. Like we say the death of blah, the death of the moment, the death of the ego, the death of, of this a relationship the or the death of a of a path in your life. This is literally when you stop. (laughs) I had a panic. This wasn't last ceremony, but it was a few ceremonies ago where I was like going through some of my shit and I'm like, okay, breathe, breathe. Okay, breathing is the one guide you can keep on. In all practices, you have your breath to resort to. And And then I I started panicking. I'm like, but what is death? We use breath as our guide through this whole existence. But now when death comes, you can't grab onto breath even anymore. And I just had this deep panic. I'm like, fuck, what's after that? It was just like this insane fear for that split second. I'm like, okay, just we'll know, we'll know when that time comes. I hate this fucking Jaguar. I got to like always. sand the bottom of it. I, let us know, guys, if you can hear that. When we move the table, it just kind of goes like, duck, 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 duck. If it's bugging you guys, like just, just give us get, some I'll Phoebe. Put some fucking, some I'll put feeders. a thing under it. I, um, I, have, I had a similar experience because I like playing with like breath work and meditation and visualizations and things like that. And, um, I, I, it's, it's crazy. Cause I, I had someone say something similar. Like I love finding something my, on my own. And then someone 
like who's like maybe an authority like Sadhguru or something mm. and it says something similar and I'm like ooh I, I was onto yeah. something a little ego yeah. you know a little ego I get trip. that too it's the best it's really you're yeah. like oh I did it yeah. I'm smart you yeah. know yeah <laughs> but I I remember thinking like I'm trying to breathe and just appreciate the breath because I had that realization that I'm anchoring a lot to the breath and there's going to be a moment when that's gone or, or going and it's going to feel like a panic because I'm, I might be drowning or, or I'm just dying and my breath is leaving like I don't know I don't know what it's going to feel like. Maybe I'm, maybe that's not even going to be a factor, you know, yeah. maybe a fucking bu bullet's going to whiz through my head and I'm not even going to know what happened, but it's, a, it's just a fear. And when you're meditating, when you're sitting and trying to be calm, that's very loud. It's very bright. Mm. So you have to just address it. I'm realizing recently, like I talked to you yesterday, don't try to ignore that. You know, like sometimes we're suppressing in meditation. Oh, so, um. Um. <laughs> Instead of inst like instead of trying to face the things, you know. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But hmm. so I was I was breathing, and I realized like, what if this is my last breath? That's that's a way to appreciate it. That's a way to get into that. And then I'm I'm breathing in, and I'm going, this is my last breath. And I go, and it, and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this, okay, like, breathe out. It's your last breath out. And it didn't. It took long to coax. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what if I feel like this is my first breath ever? You know, and it's like I breathe in and, and there's something there's something that feels real about that. And then I breathe out and it's like when you breathe out, like you, when you die, you have like the death rattle and you kind of like. Mm. Uh, and yeah. you kind of try to do it in movies sometimes. So then I, I, I something just didn't work and I was playing with it and then I, I reversed it for some reason. And then it kind of clicked. It became a practice. Yeah. I would breathe out as if I just took my first breath in. So it was like the the, 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 the acute moment of like breathing in and being like, whoa. But then you breathe out and you, you appreciate it for a second. Mm. And then it's like, imagine you know you're going to die and you are actually taking your last breath in. And you're like, like that's the last time I'm going to yeah. do that. That's, that I, like, I almost feel like crying just doing that. Like it's, yeah. it, I'm a little vulnerable right now. You know, I'm going through some stuff, you know, but <laughs> yeah. it is still an intense thing to, to ponder on and to really feel. That was and uh, I just, I'm, I just, a little story. Yeah. I just felt like I, like I feel what you're feeling a little bit. Yeah, and there was one of the breathwork sessions I did. It was a different one with someone else, and it was inhale as much as you possibly can. <sighs> and then the exhale will just come naturally without effort. But it's like pull in all the fucking air you possibly can. Expand everything, and then the till you can exhale, and then it's just going to pop. Uh, inhale, it's just going to pop out the exhale. <sighs> but, <laughs> but even there, you can still pull in more. Yeah. So you're not actually, you're forcing the exhale. You got to keep going. And we did that for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna have a heart attack. I don't want to hold it. It was a very interesting uh, breathwork session, and I remember, like, you know, they talk about the cramps. Like, my whole body yeah. was like this. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> that <laughs> was know? weird. When like you, you, you're at the end of the practice, sort yeah, of, and like your your neck is tense. Yeah, and your 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 like hands are curling in, sort of. It's very strange. Speaking of, we gotta wrap this up, but I'm gonna be doing the breathwork session. You're doing it to teach it. Yeah, I'm doing level one Fuck in uh, end of May. End of May. End of May. How long is the... It's a f The first level one is five days. How the fuck do you get... Wh who has five days? <laughs> <laughs> my, my job permits it, man. Thank God. I got to get on that. I don't. I like my job right now. Damn it. Anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it's going to be five days level one. And then level two, I think, is in a month from then. I'm going to try to do level two, too. I think it's a week. And then I'm going to start... I want to work on becoming a facilitator in breathwork because it's such a powerful medicine and to see what it can do because I went there on a sober day without ayahuasca I went on like a Sunday they were just doing a breathwork ceremony and it was just as potent just as powerful as if I did ayahuasca even probably more to be honest and even my girlfriend who's never experienced any of this she, she had this deep deep intimate revelation for herself through breathwork so it is a very powerful she medicine she went with you guys? Yeah. she went with you? that's fucking awesome yeah and she had a fucking she didn't even expect what, she, what happened to her which is always the case but like I was so amazed because I thought maybe breathwork is as powerful because we do it in between ceremony so yeah. I thought it was maybe it's tainted to from the ayahuasca experience but no man that shit is real that is real practice you know it really is fuck we should go down together if you want you can I... see it's, it's like a it's really cheap and it's it's just a Sunday I I well I don't know I feel the same way as for like the like pranayama or whatever like I, my, my experience blew my mind when I was in yeah. India like we had a month of like getting ready and then near the end it's like you've been practicing and you you've been eating a certain way and all this stuff and now you are ready to touch on like to crack that window open and they showed mm. us something that was 
really revealing, wow. really like putting you in a natural state and then you have to deal with your shit. It's, it's a little too intense. Like a teacher needs to be there, you know, and, and it, it, it's, mm. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I, maybe, you know, on some chemical level, you're like really giving yourself a, a shot of DMT. Or well, you're, you're activating something. Something is being, because there is visuals and the visuals can be so vivid, so intense and that something's being activated. You know? I don't. I almost don't even. I don't want to shrug the science off there. It's. I'm obviously a curious <laughs> chimp, but <laughs> I. I mean, just being, just going through it is is like you can't deny it. What was vipassana? There was something happened, you know, and and what was happening through nothing. You were just sitting there, but I was having these intense DMT visuals that I didn't even know was possible without a substance added in. And it comes back to what you've been talking about a lot, and what the Sadhguru has been saying is we have the receptors already inside. We have everything already. The drug is just activating what's already inside. So, and Sadhguru is like, I'm high all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you spoke up? <laughs> I'm high all the time. It was the funniest video. But yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a crazy one. I love Sadhguru, man. I, I, I like a lot of, of things he says. I have a friend who's recently like, like he's a fucking scam artist. He's doing this and doing that. And he has good points, you know, but it's like, I don't know, man. Anyway, I, I don't you have can the grab energy. the message. Grab, exactly. grab the whatever resonates with you, you know. Don't throw the baby out with the bat water, yeah. but don't, don't, you know. His I mean, name means there's true a, master, true mm. teacher. So, like, you know, whoa, calm down. You're yeah. the true teacher. Yeah. You know, you're the sad guru. So, so I guess if he starts making people drink magic potions that, that will ascend them to the fifth dimension and then <laughs> and he starts fucking start, all their wives, yeah, <laughs> then, then we should watch out. But if, if his intentions are mostly pure and he's not causing harm, you know, take what you can from it. That's the way I see it. And also, who's got the time, bro? It's true. Some dude in India doing some stuff. Like, I'm busy. Yeah, if, I, <laughs> if I spend that much time debunking sad guru, it's a sad life, <laughs> you know? It's a sad guru life. Yeah, it's a sad guru life. <laughs> okay, everyone, we got to get going. On that fucking horrible dad joke. Ayo. Stay curious, guys. We love you.